This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Needs a battery, probably. Okay. Parshas Masay. The first one is a Rambam in Moronavuchim, and it's a general. It's a Rambam we've seen in different contexts. We speaks about the need. Why the Torah has written certain things that don't seem to have any real significance, and one of them is obviously going to be all these masos. So the Rambam says, "Yesh kan dvorim shnisus Torah gamkein for nifsu ben Rabbim mitzvah levar." There's some hidden areas of Torah that many people have made a mistake, and this is concerning the stories that the Torah brings, and doesn't seem to be any real significance in bringing them. Um, for instance, the families of Noach, the children of 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 Seir. The, the kings in Edom and so on. Ukvoyedata um, Omram, you know the Chazal that Menasha Russia used to um, indulge. This was the way in which he. This was his cynical um, arguments against the Torah was by playing on all these seemingly unimportant areas. Omru, they said Chazal said he would sit in Dorish Hagodes Aldolfi. He would sit and mock that goddess, and he would say, why did Moshe have to write about the sister of Lot and Timna? In other words, you can't say that this is Torah and Hashemayim. It doesn't make any sense that they would spend any time at all, any ink, writing about some totally, totally irrelevant yichas and so on. So Ramam says, Da, ki kol sipos Everything that's written in Torah has a reason. Either either to help solidify, um, establish a, 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 um, a dea, uh, some sort of uh, axiom that is one of the important principles of the Torah in terms of amuna, or to help correct some wrongdoing, so that there not be any evil between people. So the Torah has one of two tachlios purposes in writing down information, either to establish certain facets of emuna, or to give us direction how to act. Um, next paragraph. Um, you have to understand that a person, when you tell over a story, um, there's a big difference between something that you've seen to something you hear as a story. When you see an event, and you have the many details fleshed out in front of you and so on. Um, and when you uh, and when you think about it, you're going to think that there's extra information that's unwarranted. If he would have actually seen what was told, he would understand why it's written and so on. In other words, let's give an example. The difference between somebody testifying on a stand to somebody writing a novel. 
And when you testify on a stand, many details are coaxed out, and sometimes you think they're excited. I get the point without those details, but that's not true. Whereas when I um, when when somebody's writing a story for story's sake, the details are cumbersome. In other words, if the story is there as a story, as a little nice story to teach us a moral, then yes, all those details are extra. But if it's sort of um, it's, it's, it's an experienced event, an event that has reality to it, it's not going to be like that. And he's going to explain. Umizei says zacha sida That includes the going to all these places that we're speaking about. The whole Seder Masos. Looking at it, it seems to be totally useless, or a lot of information is useless. And because people get that feeling, because that's something that's lurking in the mind, the Pasuk makes a point of it. Moshe wrote down the back and forth, the itinerary, because Akash Baruch told him to write it down. Umakom hatzorech elav godol maot. It's very important. Mipnei why? Shekolamovsim enamamitim raklimi sharam. A miracle is true only to the person that saw it. Seeing is believing. So the first generation that experiences an event has the visual experience which is very, very profound. You, you have a very hard time denying what your eyes saw and, and, um, and that's reality that we're familiar with. When we transmit it to the next generation, it becomes a story um, or as modern... Uh, um, as, as, as modern thinkers call it a myth um, and people are going to think you know it's a nice story point is good but it didn't happen you can't also have a miracle that lasts forever so we're, we're stuck we can't have an eternal miracle um, the, the Rambam himself talks about it, and part of it is an eternal miracle, is what we call nature. Nature means that two pieces of stone will always attract each other forever in the same exact amount. So that's uh, the, 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 the if a person, if um, if somebody what if somebody took a chamor and had it speak once, that was a, a great miracle. If uh, human beings speak, uh, which biologically were just pretty much chamorim. That's not a miracle because it's constant. So you can't have an eternal miracle. And any miracle that happened once, for the people that witnessed it as a miracle, for the next generation, it's a story. Um, so what do we do? When the greatest miracles is, Amod Yisrael Ba Midbar Boim Shana, lived in an inhabitable place, an uninhabitable place. These are places that were very far from any settlement. Built in Tibladam. They were not natural habitats for a person. There was no place you could plant, uh, grow anything whatsoever. Um, we, we don't, we live so far from nature. I mean, 
you know, we have plumbing and water comes from pipes and that's it. I mean, but imagine going out for 40 years into into desert, in the wilderness, there's nothing there. Every morning, um, food for, for, for millions of people, water for millions of people, etc. The Pasuk also says, And the Torah says, You didn't eat bread. Um, which is, by the way, one of the archaeologists' peeves about the story of Kaisal wandering in the desert is they haven't found any signs of their living there. Well, yes, they, 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 there was very little natural habitat there. They weren't growing, they weren't sowing, they weren't sleeping, they weren't grinding. It, it, you, one would find very precious little material there. The Elu Kulomi says, Mosing Dolem Gluibadir. These were extraordinary miracles. Um, clearly visible, clearly experienced everyone. And HaKadosh Baruch who knew that people would stop doubting it in the future. Like you cast doubt on other stories. So they say, you know, they lived in a suburb of a city. You know, so, so they could always go in and sort of uh, trade or whatever. Like nomads who live in deserts where they can go back and forth with, with you know, with civilization. But these are places that you could plow and plant, etc. Maybe there was plants there that were naturally um, edible. Maybe it's just these are places where man is the natural flora. Uh, that's why um, the Torah removed all of these doubts. The, the Torah gave us an exact itinerary. When we know exactly where they went, and we know that these places are simply uninhabitable, it, it sort of makes the Mofes much more strong. Yes. Really, do we know where any of the places are? Um, no, uh, we have we we have some vague mesoras and it's very very hard. I mean, you know, you 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 read accounts and 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 of different people have it mapped out wonderfully with all sorts of riots, except that they're never the same. So so I don't know. I mean, the the, the somewhere in the Sinai Peninsula, um, which is not a great place to be. Well, I mean. You have names of cities. I mean, were there cities there that they were going to, or these places? Places they named themselves. I and mean, how could those names reference anything unless somebody had already been there? Well, they, I, I assume people traveled there in a caravan. I mean, it's it's traversable in a few days by caravan, but you can't live there permanently. Um, you know, these are all places that that it's a desert, and places were named, but not um, you know, like it's like when you travel in, like, like the moon, we've named. The, the the lunar landscape, but not not you can't settle there. The chain omru al um, and the question we raised that it's enough to have written al piyasham yachlisham yisu, and that it's just extra verbiage, everything else. Ritzon leima omur baruch onan and so on and so forth. Vane di acha tam elapratim kulo. I'll explain to you the point of all these details. The time omru. They saw Torah 
it, that, uh, all of that is to teach us that Chayisol is not wandering. Um, it's it because the Chinkarosim Arbim Adiyoyim, the Arabs call that desert with Soini Loima Midbahu Koyimosay Midbar Hataya, the 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 desert of wandering. No, it's, it's where people get lost; they can't find a way. The Yashus is all told later there. They were sure the Chayisol was wandering. So the pasuk is. Um, so the Pasik goes and explains that these Masos that were totally seemed disorganized. Sometimes they returned. Different amount of time they spent in each place. Sometimes eighteen years, and sometimes one day, and sometimes one night, as God wanted. So the Torah says this wasn't uh, wandering. This was the way Akarishbaraku said. And that's why the Raman says Paratapatim Kulo. Um, the Torah says also that there was a road, a, 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 I guess not a modern road, but there was a, a traveled lane that people had traveled. The Torah says it was there, and yet HaKadosh Baruch decided not to take them in. So the, the Torah says very clearly, I want you to understand, there was a clear way to go there in 11 days. I chose to have them wander in the desert. Every step was directed by me, whether we understand what it's, why it was there, wasn't there. This, your survival there was an extraordinary nest, because these are places you know you cannot survive in. And that's, uh, and, and so that's what the Torah is describing with the Masos. Um, I want to add just a Kuzari says, he speaks in different places why the Torah sometimes goes into such excruciating detail. He has, he has a, a little bit of a different Hezba. He says, when a person is lying, or a person is telling a tale, this, what you do is you shy away from details. Um, anyone who's having a difficult time in a court case under examination, what you try to do very much is say, I somewhat recollect. I don't remember the details, but I have an overall experience. Because if somebody is lying and is willing to divulge details, you're going to catch the lie someplace. It's impossible it's to track all the details. Um, when a person tells a story, uh, so the, uh, the, as the details fall off, the person is left with just a vague core, and that can be emis, not emis. The Torah gave tons of details to sort of hammer in the fact that it's meduyak, that the events are exact, that you can check them, you dare to cross-reference or check it, and so on and so forth. That's the Kuzari way he says. Okay, the next one is Rabbeinu Bechaya. It is a, um, it's a Hakadama Kapashas Masei, and he has a few very interesting points over here. It says, Reish is Chachma Knei Chachma. The beginning of Chachma is to acquire Chachma. Ubekol Kinyanecha Knei Bina. In every Kinyan that you do, acquire Bina. Shalmelech Halashon Limei Das Esaom Bekosav Azeh. Shalmelech taught the people, Sheyiknu Chachma Satoy Rishen Esha Chachmas. What he meant to say is, Reish Chachma Knei Chachma means, first acquire Torah, before the Chachmas. The Amma, he says, Bereshisha Chachmas Knei Chachmas Atorah. Bezer Shama Reshis Chachma Ubekalyam Knei Bina. 
after a person has acquired Torah, it's Torah old liknos bina. They show him dovim talk dovah. Ki ein shleimus hachom baladei bina. Chachma is not complete without bina, and because bina is this completeness of chachma, that's why he says a person should give all of his possessions. Okay, so now he's going to start explaining a little bit the points of this. That you have to learn Torah before the Chachmas. If a person starts with other Chachmas, then um, this is going to um, bring about, it, it will bring about wrong Shittas and Deus in his mind. Yes? He, wh- what, what's he referring to when he says other Chochmas? What, what are the other Chochmas? Uh, we'll, in a second we'll speak about it. When a person starts with Torah, who also ikra tchilas yisoda he makes, um, he makes that his beginning. Then he can acquire the Chochmas saying, Korpe it won't be able to uh, confuse him and so on and so forth. Let's talk a little bit what it means over here and so on. Um, and it's, it, I think this is a very, very important point when we're trying to establish our attitude towards all sorts of other Chachmas. Sweepingly, other Chachmas will refer to two things. They'll refer to philosophy, which is human understanding of, wor- of the world meaning, its meaning, and so on, um, and sciences, which at one level is a description of data and a very, very narrow um, uh, descriptions of cause and effect, and then a more sweeping sense of the world around. Let's, let's describe what he's referring to about learning it first and so on and so forth. Um, one of the um, actually spoke about it yesterday. One of the um, ways of of which Chachma Sumasolam have described human understanding is what they call to paradigms, uh, meaning a person has a big model of what he sees as being the big picture and then he tries to fit pieces into it. So for instance, an American who goes to France, an American who goes to Zambia, an American who goes someplace else, looks at the culture and wants to understand it. Um, So let's say he'll go to a place and they have a certain right for marriage. And he'll say, well, family is a universal value, and let's try to understand how this particular marriage ceremony or rite enhances family. And that's how he's going to try to work with it. He's going to have a very hard time when someone will explain to him that in Zambia or who knows where, family is not a value. It's not seen as a value at all. In some places, in Russia, in Soviet Russia, family was seen as being absolutely negative. Now. We, there's no way we can incorporate that idea because our model 
of the total pic- our total picture, our paradigm is family is, 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 is a given. Um, in, in the Soviet mentality, I'm not sure if anybody ever, I'm sure there were, mm, there were plenty of fanatical people that felt that way, uh, human society as a whole is the big picture, family is an antiquated clannishness, it was from Kibbutzim. Um, there was a reason why kids didn't sleep with their families, because they felt family is an evil, it's kind of tribal, it's selfish, it's narrow, it's just worrying about your kids, you should worry about all the kids equally well. Um, it's something that we have a hard time understanding it because it's alien to the big picture. We don't have any have any face in it. Um, let's take a look at a secular Western person looking at religion in a positive light, but looking at it in a positive light from his understanding. And it goes like this. The, um, a person is flesh and blood like an animal. A person has feelings, a person has emotions, a person has deeper feelings, a person has deeper emotion, a person has a, a, a great sense of the aesthetic, of the noble, of the beautiful, um, intelligence, etc. All of these come together and express themselves in a very beautiful concept called religion. Um, and this is, so the big picture is uh, human needs, aspirations, etc., etc., religion is kind of a pinnacle of it, uh, you know, in a very positive light. That's one way of looking at it. A, 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 a sort of secular Western person will have a very hard time understanding it the other way around, that as a religious person we see HaKadosh Baruch was first and Torah second, and we are a detailed human life where we know it and understanding it is one of the little inhabitants of that great universe. It's the other way around for them. It's there's the great man, and in, in the universe of man, religion is one of the most lofty and beautiful ideals. It, so when a person's struggling between Torah, when a person comes across a scientist, a scientist starts with a given. The world is natural, has natural explanations, natural cause and effect, and so on and so forth, and things will go, are going to fit in that model. And when you try to assimilate Torah into that model, you have a problem. And that's how you end up with all sorts of, the Torah may not be literally truth, but it's very, very important, wonderfully deep and inspiring stories that have withstood the test of time, and these beautiful, beautiful joshes that are that's from Kfira, but still beautiful, beautiful speeches, sort of comforting speeches. What it ends up, for people who have that paradigm in, of it, they may end up keeping Torah mitzvahs, but it's a sort of double life. It's like when I'm in the Torah mitzvahs mode, I need to step out of the other mode, or I need to disregard it, or that's just the way I live and that's it. Because there's a real problem. It doesn't fit in well, and there are places where the ragged edges so When you come to a passionate Torah that can't fit into the paradigm we have, whether it's war, whether it's avdus, all sorts of different things, um, we're stuck. And we have no, and, and um, you know, and basically most people who, who in that paradigm who are Shemitah Mitzvahs sort of lead a double life, and that's that. The, um, if you learn Torah first, and, and your sense of emuna is built on the world started with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Chachma, and these are details that came into being, I may not understand pieces. 
I may not understand how the concept of Avdus expresses of this world in a way that makes sense in this world. So the problems with, with my understanding, problems with the world, problem is not with Avdus. The problem is um, that I don't know quite the pshat in the Pasuk. I don't understand how it fits in or whatever it is. The, the, um, if a person, which one is first? He doesn't only mean, he definitely, yeah, A, he does mean chronologically also. A person at a certain age picks up his elementary understanding of the world around him. And then he begins to flesh out the details and the proofs and etc., etc. But there are certain elementary points that this becomes his basis for understanding things. So it's true racious logically. We start with Torah as the ultimate Chachma, and all other Chachmas are explanations, expressions. How does HaKadosh Baruch Hu keep the Shemayim and Oretz and the planets? Well, there's these wonderful laws of gravity, and this is how gravity interacts, etc., etc. How does a, a person keep a, a person, how does a person keep a person alive? We've got a biology which is stunning. Um, so it's true on the logical level, which is first, and which is which is the claw, which is the prat, and on a person's own building of his nefesh. Um, the Chazan Ish has a letter where he opposes um, learning, introducing him with a hole in, I believe it's a high school level, and his, the, if you read his, his poem carefully, he writes that the lahat and the urim, the fire of youth, has to be immersed in Torah. I, in other words, the shorish of a person needs to be in Torah. Later on, there's room um, to flesh it out. Kifi, Tzorach, Yecholta, etc. But the Hakdama of Chachmas Torah to other Chachmas is an imperative. And because if you if you take other Chachmas first, they're going to take you away from their Chachma. Meaning as follows. I, 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 let's take even nature. I, if I if I start with scientific proof and scientific evidence and scientific investigation as being the root of all truth, then something that I have to take on revelation is is questionable. If I start with the Emma's come from revelation, but many and many of the things revealed to us can be worked out with Seichel for a deeper, much better grip and uh, reinforced grip, then it's very, very different. Then he says, um, it, it, he, he explains that Torah is called Kesef um, Tzoruf. It's something which is completely pure. It comes as it is, whereas other Chachmas always include some issues with it, he says. Um, he, de- he also says that Teva is called Teva Teva is from the Lashon to sink that a person sinks down and drowns in it I want to add a point of explanation it sounds like a Siddish of uh, the Kotzka once said that the woman's Ava is called a caver because a lot of people are buried there so here also he says Teva is called Teva because um, because it's, it, it drowns a person uh, it, it's, it's a lot more than a vertical what he means is drowning is where the person gets dragged down by the platform underneath a person is standing on water quote unquote and he drowns in it it means he, 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 he instead of rising above it 
he becomes absorbed in it. Teva is something which expresses the system that this world runs on. It ha- so instead of seeing it as an expression of Akadosh Baruch Hu Lamalo, how he created Teva, if a person is also going Teva first, that's the be it all. The be it all is the, is the, is the Tachtonim, which is the world of Teva. Then he says, Kena Adam Karashi stopping with the Chachmas Hateva, but also the Mosim, Shenasi Sodimosha Ben Al Sol. A person who studies, who's, who starts with nature, don't have a problem with all the moifsim that Moshe Rabbeinu did. The only thing I believe is whatever I see with my eye, and I can't believe in these things because these things are not natural. It doesn't make any sense. It's not the one who made nature. Kachpoch made the ocean pull up in one place, the nature brought us to stick together, so he could unstick it together. What's the, what's the problem there? But, but if the person's mindset is with nature, I, I was once got a kick out of somebody who it, w- was working hard explaining the Rambam's not believing in Shadim because he's a rationalist. I have yet to meet a rationalist. I can't understand the reasoning why Ashmedai the Shed can't be and Mephol the Malach can be. I mean, a, a good... Um, um, true believing rationalists don't believe in any of it. Anything that doesn't fit in the laws of nature, you don't believe if that. But with the selectivity of Shadim are too wild to believe in, but Malachim that come and go and, and you know, fly around and appear and disappear are perfect normal, it's, it sort of strains the, the Lumdish imagination of how to separate the two. So if a person starts with a, with a perspective of nature, he doesn't make the connection, say, well, why does Christianity have to be natural? I mean, the answer is because on, on a very, very basic level, his mindset doesn't accept these things. So the fear is going to be, well, science doesn't understand it. Great, yes, I believe, yes, science cannot understand it, but the world's not about science. No, it is. It's, science is the entire picture. Um, the, the, the um, you know, the, somebody's spent a lot of money putting out a movie about showing all about how all the makis were true, because they could be explained in some natural way. It, 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 it doesn't, wh- why, why distort something? Either don't believe in the whole thing, or believe in it. But why distort it? Um, this is next paragraph. So he says, being that a person will say, well, Kaiser was 40 years in the Midbar, same thing like the Rambam, exact same point. It, there, there must have been some sort of a um, some sort of natural way to explain it. The Torah says no. L- let me go into excruciating detail about where they were. There is no natural explanation. He quotes the Rambam. So basically, so he's saying that we can have a person who, because his basic mindset is nature, he will try to shove everything into a natural explanation. And 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 uh, the same thing about the midbar, which was an extraordinary nace, and yet Akharish Baruch who will um, and and it, it was a, a nace for 40 years, and in that sense it was incredibly long-standing nace. People would, who don't have the mindset of Torah first begin by um, will we'll be will we'll try to say it's natural. So the Torah had to um, flesh out the story and, and show you how. Each and every place that that they went to, they couldn't have survived. It's quote, quote around here. Okay, we'll hold it here.